Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel or on the Cycling Dane podcast if you're listening. And well, obviously, you're listening because you're listening to us right now. But nevertheless, it is another recap of the 2023 Tour de France. And today was stage 11, not the Col de Granon stage as we had last year. But nevertheless, I'm joined with Mr. Kroger himself, Ewan Wilson. And Ewan, what exactly happened on this flat stage? Well, it was a bit of a siesta. Siesta in French, that's your word of the day. Not much going on. We had a small breakaway go up the road. It was Matisse Louvel, Daniel Oss, and Andre Amador. We thought maybe the breakaway would try to really go for it, but I mean, it was a pretty typical paint-by-numbers sprint stage breakaway. Oss stayed up the longest in the breakaway, but in the peloton, things were kind of hotting up. There was some tension for a while about crosswinds. That materialized to nothing. The arrival into the finishing line was quite tense. It was wet as well, which sort of added to the tension. Jumbo Visma really came to the front. They controlled much of the sprint, maybe a little bit too much, maybe a little bit too early. Sudal Quickstep were also up there investing, but their train just disintegrated in the final three kilometers. Within the final kilometer, it was quite a fight for position as we made our way into Moulin for the finishing line. In the end, Alps and the Koenig, even without Mathieu van der Poel, still placed Philipsen in a good position, and Philipsen had to sort of surf the wheels a little bit while Sturva came around for Payson, whilst Laponte did the lead-out. But in the end, it was a sort of a tete-a-tete between Philipsen and Hunebecher until Philipsen really put on the afterburners and clinched his fourth win at the Tour de France. Second place went to Dylan Hunebecher with third to Phil Bauhaus. Fourth place to Brian Kokan. Fifth place to Mas Payson. A pretty interesting sprint indeed. Another one for, for Jesper Philipsen to add to the list. Even without Mathieu van der Poel, he can still win. Yeah, we might as well, as always, uh, focus on the winner first. Jasper Philipsen, like we said on stream as well kind of equaling that achievement of Mark Cavendish in the 2021 Tour de France. I mean, Ewan, fantastically, like you said, didn't need Macho Vanderpool at all. D- is Jasper Phillips now the man of sprinting? I mean, he he seems to be the man. He's won four Tour de France stages, really, with a, a high level of competition from Jakob Sir, from Hunebecher, from Ewan and Bauhaus and all these guys. And he hasn't really been challenged once, even on the hillier terrain. Uh, he was there in second place. I think he is the person to be in the sprints this year. Even when Alps and the Koenig don't show their hand quite as strongly as other stages, they can still win with Philip Sir. To be honest, he's going to add Champs-Élysées probably to that list and he might win in bruyne Bress on stage 18. It could be five, maybe six stage wins in this Tour de France. I think this is probably the most uh, dominant sprinting performance we've seen in a Tour de France, maybe since Marcel Kittel in 2017, I would probably say. What else is there really to, to say about Philip Sir? We throw in so many sort of hyperbolics and superlatives and compliments on him over the past uh, week or so in these race recaps and analysis. You don't think the eight stages potentially could be the all-time record could potentially be equaled with him? Or does he not have the opportunities here? I don't think he has enough opportunities, to be honest. The stage yesterday, I thought maybe if he was there towards the end, but the stage was ridden so hard, he was lost and the breakaway ended up winning anyway. And then looking towards... um, Tomorrow's stage is just going to be too hard for, for him. There's some quite difficult climbs towards the end of tomorrow's stage. Then we have to wait until sort of the final week of racing, the stage in Bourne Blast and stage 18, the stage 19 that goes to the Jura uh, that he could have a chance at, but I think it's a little bit too tough, could go to a breakaway. Then Paris Champs-Élysées, seven at an absolute push, but that's if he miraculously wins stage 19. I think five, maybe six is far more likely. But nevertheless, um, we might as well start with... Uh... Well, the recap favorite almost. Well, we're not. There was a bit of argy-bargy going on towards the finish. We're not going to really talk about that too much because I don't think there's any relegation. We know sprinting is uh, 
argy bargy affair towards the end definitely a battle for position but yet another kind of moment where in uh Jumbo Visma invested a lot of effort in there we saw Jonas Vingegaard riding in second wheel even munching some wind if you will a bit for the purpose of, of what we're not winning this stage today yeah what did you think of Jumbo Visma's tactics today and what we're not as well, not winning the stage. They invested a lot in keeping Wout and keeping Jonas out of trouble when we thought the crosswind section was going to happen. And they continued that to the rest of the stage. They came to the front, I think, far too early with Laporte at 2.8 kilometers to go. It was where Laporte first emerged at the front of the group. With Vingegaard behind him in second wheel on a sprint stage. I just don't really understand. They've, they've really sort of, I feel like they've just put Jonas right on the edge of a number of these sprint stages, which he didn't do last year. We didn't see when when Laporte won in Caol, you didn't see Jonas sitting in second wheel um, in that sprint to Carcassonne. Yeah, he came down in a crash, but still after that crash, he wasn't really at the front of affairs. I think in this Tour de France, they've really hung him out to dry at the front of affairs. And for what, really? I think a lot of Jumbo Visma fans were saying, Tadej Pogacar did too much in the opening week last year. Why was he at the front all the time? Bruh, look at Jonas. He's been in the front like for the past like three days. And Jumbo have got zilch out of this. Wout van Aert, once again, missing the mark. I just think that lead out just came too early and he just didn't seem to have the kick at the end. Boxed out once again. Jumbo Visma, guys, what are you going to do? I, I know going through the center of the road is like a great thing because you have all that space to go into. But... Did they not learn from the other day that being in the center of the road means you're going to get swamped on both sides? At least get one sort of pathway uh, for the riders against at least one side of the barriers to really open it up. You know, it hasn't been a sort of electric Tour de France for Jumbo Visma so far. They're in the yellow jersey, but it's not quite as comfortable as last year. I'm really seeing it seeing it quite hard to see Van Vanaert get a stage win in this race unless he goes in the breakaway tomorrow to Beaujolais. This being stage 11 recap as well how different the stage 11 was last year but yeah i mean similarities with the kind of yombo visma team wiggins the 2012 team they had mark cavendish obviously they went for sprint there he never worked for mark cavendish bradley wiggins until the final stage when the yellow was won but will cook kelderman like we said we thought he was potentially going to be one of the riders deciding the tour potentially similar to like uh he did in the giro last year for bora hansgrove but him they're just using him as kind of like a tim de clerk here Strange. and tomorrow's going to be a really difficult stage to control the station to both exactly oh. they've just wasted all their team for this yeah and there's bonus seconds as well tomorrow on one of the hills as well. I mean, it's probably going to go to a breakaway, but what if it comes back to a GC group and then UAE with Yates, Soler, Groschard, and so forth, just really control it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Jumbo Visma are doing too much, to be honest. Speaking of teams that are doing too much, uh, Sudar Quickstep, you in? They will be a bit miffed about this. They haven't taken a stage win yet. We spoke about they were bottom of the pri- team prize list in terms of on the rest day. They certainly are still now, but yeah, nothing yet again. Fabio Jakobsen. No top 10 today. Least amount of prize oh, money. Was least he not? Of world tour points. Was he not top 10 today? <gasps> no, he was top 15. No, 16th place. Oh, I mean, oh. it's it's just not good. Their lead out train has been woeful, really woeful in this Tour de France. Like, they've been controlling things for the final 50K until about five kilometers to go. Mikel Marco has been nowhere. They just can't follow each other's wheels once they get to that finale. I don't know what's happened. It's so different to where they were a year ago, where they were two years ago. 
with that Cavendish lead out, that was almost a magic carpet, really, with Davide Ballerini, Mikhail Merko. It was it was easy. Merko was getting fourth place in stages that Cavendish was winning. Like it's just so so different this year. I know Jakobs is finding a hard is he's finding it hard to stay in this Tour de France. He said he might not even finish it during a, an interview the other day. He found it hard on the on the stage two Iswar to even sort of make it in within the time cut. So for these guys, it's just how 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 do they win a stage? Alaphilippe in a breakaway. He he even has missed the mark on on hills. He was dropped in the breakaway to Iswar. They don't have any other real climbers. Maybe Dries Dervenains could go in the breakaway on the Beaujolais stage and try to get something out of it. But to be honest, I I, I think Soudal might leave the Tour de France without a stage win for the first time in eleven years. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking great for them. But uh, I mean, you and we might as well talk about well, many people on this channel on the extra channel. Uh, are keen to know what's happening with Biniam Gamay. There's a lot of pressure on Bini. We know, we know, we know after the incredible narrative that he has, the Giro d'Italia game, Weber game, etc. But yeah, today, what kind of went wrong? Several times he was kind of in the wrong position yet again. He was like, I think 10 kilometers to go, 12 kilometers. He was riding second wheel. That's not really why you want your sprinter, just uh, Dion Smith in front of him. So yeah i mean he's just missing the mark to be honest i i think as well it's just the fact that he's riding solo in these finales he can do it in the giro but not in the tour de france it's so different here and he was boxed out today he didn't have he couldn't go anywhere i think he has the sprint it's just getting him in the right position at the right time hasn't happened yet but like where was Tanisa? Where was Adrien? Petit? Exactly. We saw, we saw the team yeah. radio say, get to the front, protect Binny. And then they don't Binny do it. That's towards the end. It was Dion Smith who was doing the job. I don't know. I, I hate to say it, but it, ha- it has not been a good Tour de France of Binny Grimaia. Third place, that's great. Great motivation for things to come. But it just has not been the Tour de France we all hoped for. Yeah. Hans Marsh, I think, have just really let me down in this Tour de France. Yeah, the lead out. Um, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I mean, in terms of focus, well, just finishing with Jasper Phillips and uh, that potential six, seven stages, whatever, who can challenge that? Dylan Hoenewegen looked like he had just got some wind in his sails. Uh, Caleb Ewan looked in a great position and then just deteriorated away in the last few throws of the stage. Yeah, it's like it's like Caleb Ewan from last year, just not really trying to get a top ten. I mean, trying to get a top ten, but just missing it. I think that's more fair. Um, but Hunebaker, I mean, yeah, I think Mesgetz gave him a really good lead out again. Mesgetz is a really good lead out man, probably one of the best in this Tour de France. Probably him. I don't think we're going to see Jakobsen win a stage. So then, who else on this list really? Bauhaus is being close, but I just don't think Bauhaus will win a stage. Maybe that final, maybe on Champs Elysees. I think that could really suit Phil Bauhaus. Anyways, that's it for this recap race analysis of stage 11 of the 2023 Tour de France. Make sure to comment down below what you think. Do you think we're being too harsh on Jumbo Visma? Hit the like button and get involved in our community post over on the Cycling Dane channel in terms of the competition. But as always, we're going to be doing the live streams as well tomorrow. And then check out the stage preview as well here on the channel, on the extra channel. So with that, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.